Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Football, I suppose, given that it's a living, breathing, thinking, reacting organism, it is an individual on its own, can only allow so many itches to be scratched in the one weekend. Maybe percentage-wise, we should have known that Leo Messi playing in a horrible, scrappy ugly, foul-ridden match that reminded you of Calcio in 1973. But Messi still lifting his first senior trophy for Argentina, despite having won the World Cup at junior level and won the Olympic gold for the Albi Celeste. Messi winning that and against Brazil, of all rivals in the Maracanã, after that itch being scratched, was football ever really going to come home the next night? A first senior trophy for England in 55 years. Stop. Stop. And now for something completely different. That would have been a way to introduce an alternative match report. That would have been one of the ways to speak about this game in the manner that's so common in the UK. Let's talk about images, let's talk about attitudes, let's talk about character, let's talk about spirit, let's talk about history. Let's, to a large extent, avoid talking about football. Because if you do talk about football, then first of all, irrespective of the way in which it finally unravelled, the better team on the night, Italy, has won the European Championships. Now, for anybody who's not biased against England or dislikes the English media or the hooligans who trashed Leicester Square, anybody who can set that aside and simply th think about England, one of the great sadnesses of this final is that we were denied the opportunity to find out if Italy were the better team. Once England went ahead from their absolutely exquisite goal, so clever and such a representation of the thing that we at Backpage or in the big interview have been exhorting them to do for years and years, which is mix all the things that makes English football, Anglo-Saxon football, so intoxicating, so thrilling, traditionally so 
interesting to watch, which is about character and spirit and attitude, never see die and chasing all over the pitch. Mix that with tournament nous, with keeping the ball, with building moves through passing, with having sides that know how to take devolved intelligence on the pitch, how to change or to have flexibility tactically depending on a match, even before you speak to the manager at halftime again. We know, we've seen that over the last three, four years, certainly since 2018, something is happening. If you set aside, if you're one of those who's an Englishman, Englishwoman, heartbroken because of defeat, this applies to you still more. Anybody else who didn't want England to win, you'll have your reasons. But if we just talk football, England are fun to watch again. England are intelligent. They've changed. They manage tournaments, they manage games, and they didn't at Wembley. They didn't. That's what I want to focus on. Not, I don't want to ignore Italy, who are the European champions. And there'll be time in this to, to pat one or two of the Azzurri on the back. But if you picture the way that England had a good six, seven minutes after Luke Shaw's exquisite goal, which was the epitome of what we've been asking him to do in that they're under pressure at left back, he plays out. He plays out the fluency of the passing thereafter, opens space. And although it's as much Italy at fault as it, as it is England excelling in the, in the goal that opens the scoring, given that Emerson is completely lost... He's tucked in so far, he's practically in uh, Chiellini's shorts. And therefore, when he's sent out wide left by Chiellini as Kane distributes the ball, he's already late to where he should be. Trippier has not only overlapped, but Kyle Walker's gone beyond him. Emerson is kind of stuck there like a rabbit in the headlights going, do I close the ball? Yes, yes you do, but you're too late. Or do it go outside? No, you don't, because irrespective of... All the diagrams you'll see on the television, Carl Walker doesn't just overlap, he runs offside. Trippier is so intent on doing the right thing, waiting, looking, finding the right pass to make. I go on and on about that with Jordi Alba against France when he feeds Xabi Alonso in the 2012 quarterfinal, I think. And therefore, I'm not going to ignore a chance to say Trippier. So sweet, the run, the position, and he just stops. He lets time stand still while he works out who's the ball, who, who's free, and then he waits the right pass. But for Emerson, Kyle Walker has run so far offside that he has to close the ball, which was always the right option in the first place. And therefore, Italy play into England's hands, as well as England producing good, fluent football. Kane's pass out wide is smart. All the movement is good. And from that point onwards, in fact, it's England, or six or seven minutes later, it's England who play into Italy's hands. Let me explain what I argue. First of all, when Italy set out largely looking like 4-3-3, they instantly, after the goal, see what's happened, and they see that England, instead of being 3-5-2, England are playing with... Trippier so far advanced and Shaw much less so, irrespective of the goal. Shaw's position in the first half is largely as a defender, ready to go wide, occasional incursions, yes. But Trippier largely plays like a midfielder and therefore it's effectively a 4-3-3. Italy change from their 4-3-3 and they play at the back with... Emerson so far up 
and Chiellini, Bonucci and Di Lorenzo as the back three, that automatically, when England thought they were facing a 4-3-3, they're now already facing a, a minimum 3-4-3. What happens throughout the game and, and practically until Trippier is taken off, and therefore my point is, when we've praised, when I've taken time to praise Southgate's management allied to Steve Holland's tactical nous, which seemed to make the product 2 plus 2 equals 4, in that the whole was greater than some of the parts. Constructive criticism has to go launching, launching in right now, and, and unflinchingly. Because Immobile, who had another game where, it's not like playing against 10, but the level of danger he posed, the style of football that Italy played, doesn't really particularly suit him. But it suits Insignia and Chiesa very much. So with Italy already functioning with a brilliant midfielder, Verratti, Jorginho and Barella, with Emerson already so high up the left that he's a fourth midfielder, plus Insignia and to some degree Chiesa dropping into or very near the midfield, England's three at the back, if you talk about the centre-halves, Walker, Stones and Maguire, it's the same trick as Spain tried on Italy. Asking Chiellini and Bonucci, do you want to come and mark Olmo? We don't have an outright centre-forward. And that caused at least some difficulties. They couldn't have the ball. And this night, Italy did something similar. Identical, no, because Immobile was in theory a nine, but he wasn't pinning Stones or Walker or Maguire. And Stones and Walker and Maguire, as tight as England looked up until, say, halftime, and they did look quite good because they were pressed back. It very often looked like they had five at the back because Italy had so much control of the ball and so much of an overload in midfield. By the 65th minute, I don't know what it ended like, the possession was 71% to Italy at Wembley, 1-0 down. That's just wrong. That's taking the temperature, finding the temperature is 102 and saying, I'm sure the patient's going to be fine. No, no. What were they watching? What were they thinking about? It should have taken about maximum, when Italy moved to what was in, in function 3-4-3, three, three, but in practice 3-6-1, does that add up? It does. That's in function what they were doing. And these numbers, you, you have to be patient because you can freeze frame a screen and it won't always look like six in the middle, but often it did. And the passing options. And when you've got, as, as part of that three, Ferrati and Georgina and Barella, trouble, trouble, Gareth, trouble, Steve Holland. Think, react, change. Okay, I accept one. Recording now after the final is finished. It might sound Monday morning quarterback, but I beseech you to believe me that I'm screaming at the television all throughout the the last hour of normal time, that England aren't reading it right. And it is a big ask for the coach and, his, and the manager and the coach to say, right, this, this three centre-halves, we're going to have to change. But those are the big calls that minimum give you balance back in the game or can help give you balance back in the game and potentially win you games. Because it isn't always about understanding the tactics which they or in match 
understanding the tactics and the, and what's developing. That helps. That's your basement. But what wins you matches is saying, I know what I want to do now. I see what's happened. It's gone against what I expected. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this because it's the right thing to do. Risk aside or risk assessed, that's the right thing to do. And it took so long for England to work that out. And I'm frustrated not because I was out and out supporting England, but because when you watch the game and you're watching them lose effectively the very thing that's made them contenders, you know, they've gone from Marlon Brando to being Carl Malden. You know, I could have been a contender. To lose is bad, but to lose the, the final at Wembley at this hallowed moment when it's a first senior trophy since 1966, because you've lost your identity, no. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Now let's talk about the elephant in the room. Another thing that hugely helped Italy win is Harry Kane. I'm sorry, I apologise if you think I'm blowing my own trumpet, but I got it right in the preview by saying Kane either can't or won't, but the effect is that he doesn't press. He's proven himself in this tournament to be somebody who's resilient to coming into a crucial set of matches out of form, but still scoring still doing some thrilling things and increasingly, just as with the goal, proving that he's a very clever, creative 10. But if you're playing against a side that wants to not only play out from the back, but will drop, say, Jorginho or Verratti because it altered, to play with the two at the back because Italy were sometimes two at the back, which is only Chiellini and Bonucci, and you have to name it that there were spells when they were two at the back because they're so confident that flooding midfield means that they'll have the ball and therefore the threat is diminished. Risk assessment again. Kane wanders around. So pretty frequently, 
Verratti or Jorginho would just touch the ball beyond him and walk past him. At which point, instantly, you've wasted one man who's high up the pitch and doing nothing. And that numerical superiority in midfield has been absolutely restored. Kane is a super footballer. Thrilling and excited and visionary and increasingly in this game, knackered. We talked about this after the Croatia game. The very first game of the tournament where it looked as if Gareth Southgate had said, I tell you what, I'm not going to blindly think that at any minute now, irrespective of how he's playing, Harry Kane's going to nick off in a phone booth, strip off his England kit and come back out as Superman. Grown-up coaches go, like, for example, what were the substitutions for Italy? Across the game, which is when it tilted back a little bit and the England found it easier to play, across the game, they took off key footballers like Insigne. They took off Barella. Once Mancini judged that Verratti and Insigne had run the race, as vital as they are, as threatening as they are, he didn't say they're totem, they're totem players. They're iconic players. I can't take them off. Something like that was going on for England. Yes, Harry Kane scored his penalty. But now let's go to... the. the, the I sound angry when my aim is to be constructive and my aim is to give you things that you can chew over, disagree with, agree with. But I promise you this is bang on the money. Why does it take so long for Grealish to come on? If the England coaching setup can't see the reason why there's so much numerical superiority, Italy are becoming so confident and dangerous and building towards the inevitable goal. It was so predictable. If you allow Italy to pick away at you, then irrespective of how staunch you are or how much character you show, you'll be opened up. Grealish offers an outball. If you're intent on keeping Kane, and as much as Mount is an honest soldier, Mount had run his race maximum 10 minutes after halftime. Where was Grealish? Or if you want, where was Sancho? Spin the dice not recklessly, but spin the dice in an actuarial way where the numbers tell you in your head this is the right thing to do. Now, across the tournament, Gareth Southgate and Steve Holland have done that. Across the tournament, which is why I'm so frustrated, they've given themselves a profile of understanding matches and acting in ways that influence them. So I'm sorry for England that they don't have Foden. This was a Foden game. I said that beforehand having watched the entirety, irrespective of the penalty results, this was a game for Foden to link, to offer, to carry the ball, to make sure that England had dynamic threat, better possession and more intelligent decision-making. These are his signatures already. Grealish, in my opinion, was a standout candidate to be on... Something like 10 to 15 minutes after halftime. It didn't happen. Then, after Italy's changes makes them a much more physical, athletic team, why do England take so long to make changes? One, athletically, after such a season, after such a tournament, you play to win. You don't want to go to penalties. And therefore, Grealish earlier... Sancho and Rashford and, and 
for my taste, probably Calvert-Lewin. On probably long before extra time, it should haunt all England fans forevermore. The picture of Rashford stripped and ready to come on at half time in extra time. By the end, this if this was truly a special teams idea that will bring on Sancho and Rashford for penalties, then listen, bleep this out. What the f***? Do you leave them until two minutes before the final whistle? And apparently, I don't know, there's some emerging idea. Maybe nobody's heard of it. Penalties aren't easy. Penalties are stressful. Penalties don't depend on your technique. Penalties depend on how you're feeling, how sharp you are. So what do England do? They leave cobwebs in the head of Sancho and Rashford because they've barely got on. They've been standing on the side using up nervous energy because they can't get on for about five minutes. And when... Now, just let me think. How did their penalties go? Yeah, you know how they went. I used the same tone about Spain, letting an absolutely exhausted footballer, Danny Olmo, take the first penalty and miss. I used the same language about Luis Enrique saying at the end that Alvaro Morata was a great character because he wanted to take a penalty irrespective of having an adductor injury. No, 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 no. So if it isn't coming home, England played into Italy's hands. And the disappointment and frustration you can hear in my head is to do with the fact that they've kind of helped Italy win. And they've, they've abandoned the thing that really was making them an interesting competitive team. Possessions ended overall... 62% domination for Italy in the first half, 65% domination for Italy in the second half. I think that's unacceptable. If you're a team at home, with, allegedly with more energy left because of the fewer kilometres you've been travelling, I think it's the truth. Italy on penalties, you want to avoid at any cost. There was a little roar. Was, maybe I'm alone, Rabsi Nesbitting my cultural war into, into a vacuum. But at Wembley, there was a roar when England won the first coin toss and elected to take the penalties in front of the England fans instead of the late fans. The only, the only coin toss that mattered was who shot first. Italy won that coin toss again. Now, maybe, they, maybe it's too much to, to practice coin tossing in, in training ground conditions. And maybe in the future we'll have... Yeah, look, I, I practice my coin tossing at home when I'm away from the lads, but you can't reproduce the pressure. I know, I know, I know, I know. So far as I'm aware, unless it was a, a double-headed coin and, and the Italians were tipped to, to call heads or testa, then it's random. <laughs> but it just seemed to sum it up to me that the crowd went wild, that the penalty shootout was taking place at their end when winning is all that matters. Not how close you get to the shootout. For all those who roared then, wouldn't they rather have found that the, the penalty shootout was taking place in the car park and they couldn't see it, but England won? Oh. So Donnarumma, in the end, whether he won young player or not, I haven't caught up with yet. He wins player of the tournament. Really? Has he had that many saves to make? He's special. And, and by the way, is something maybe brewing at at Paris Saint-Germain. Donnarumma in goals, Sergio Ramos having joined, more to come. Di Maria having scored the winning goal last night in the Copa America. And what a goal. 
What a goal. Well played Donnarumma. So who's my Bet365 man of the day? I thought Veratian and Jorginho were special. I didn't see the moment when Mancini said, go to 3-4-3. Emerson, you're now left midfield, left wing. I'd like to believe that it was the, the collective intelligence of the Italy team on the pitch, but there must have been a signal from the bench. So to end this tournament, firstly, I'm going to say I'm so pleased for people like Paolo Menicucci, my fellow UEFA reporter, who'll be ecstatic. For Aurelio Capaldi, my, my friend of, I don't know, 25 years at least, maybe 26 years, who calls me Fratello. When we first met, he, he, he christened me Viali because I'd been to Juventus, I'd developed this friendship with, at that stage, not friendship, I'd developed this relationship with Luca Viali. Aurelio teased me a little bit and he would call me Viali. Since then, it's been mostly Fratello. And he wanted to be Shearer. Good luck to the Azzurri. Well played, Mancini. And I'm, I'm willing to believe that Luca Viali had no influence on today whatsoever. But I'm going to go for somebody that matters to me. Somebody who's beaten cancer. Somebody who they became... Have you noticed that the Italian team bus once at the beginning of the tournament mistakenly set off without Luca Viali, got about 100 metres before Mancini said, stop, stop, Luca's not on the bus. And it became a superstition such that for every match, for every journey since when the bus has set off, it's become de rigueur that Luca Viali isn't on the bus, that the bus rolls forward about 20 metres, stops, and then Luca sheepishly trots out and everybody pretends, hey, we forgot you. Superstitions, eh? Footballers. This is affection rather than anything that I saw on the pitch because if there was a Bet365 man of the day on the pitch, then probably out of sympathy, I might have wanted to give it to Rashford again for the second time in the tournament, but the winners should demand to have it. It could have been Donnarumma, but he's been given player of the tournament. It could easily have been Jorginho or Verratti, each of whom played exquisitely. There was a spell where, despite his Sunday League physique, I'd have liked to have given it to Luke Shaw. But to end this long, long tournament, we've got one broadcast left, a question and answer from the socios with me and Pete Jensen. But for the moment, we bet 365, man of the day, because I can only imagine what Luca Viali is feeling tonight, having lost the European Cup final at Wembley, having been sacked not long after winning at Wembley for Chelsea, going back there and winning Italy's first European Championship title since the days of questi giorni quando el bel salai and the Italian job, my bet 365 man of the day, is Gianluca Viali. Forza Italia. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.